Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. Right now, in fact. Hello there. How are you, everybody? Steve Hook here. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast on the uh, Not Black, Not White American Media Group. Good to be with you today as we continue to watch our country be transformed before our very eyes. Ain't it great? Ain't it great? Have you had your COVID shot yet? COVID shot that they, uh, both Kamala and Joe, by the way, mocked and ridiculed a mere 10 months ago, and now both of them are taking victory laps on it. But that's another show for another day. I want to talk to you about the destruction of the country as it's being played out before our very eyes, quite intentionally, quite cynically, tyrannically, treacherously, with venom. And it's coming back to bite our, our dear president. And I just saw, as I was about to record, uh, Joe Biden stumble up the stairs to uh, Air Force One. Uh, boy, oh boy, we've got uh, we've got a uh, we've got a problem here, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, the only way to address the problem is to recognize it. I think more and more people are starting to wake up. Joe Biden is incapable of the job, both physically, mentally, probably emotionally. I would say spiritually, but the guy has a void there apparently. So I won't go there. But I will say that the media has been playing a part of this. And it's becoming rather disgusting. You'll see I have notes with me today. This is actually my, I'm going to play some audio bites for you to kind of underscore my point here. So these are, this is my menu here. And uh, in fact, you know what, why don't we just start out right now? Let me just set this up. Here's the deal. You have a media right now, and we're having to deal with a media in our country that despises at least 50% of the population. Really does. But more than that, They are using the most caustic language and vile accusations against half of the country for one reason and one reason alone, political gain. It's a political brinksmanship. Now, I find that morally repugnant, but they're doing it. Everybody is a racist these days. Everybody must be canceled. Unless, of course, you're Cardi B, because if you even call for Cardi B's canceling, well, you're a racist, you see. But a 40-year-old, 45, 55-year-old cartoon skunk, we can cancel. We're being manipulated. Now, let me show you how this works. What did they say about Trump in the lead-up to the election in 2016? Well, of course we know. Russia, 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 right? Russia, Russia, Russia. He's a puppet of Putin. We heard that one over and over again. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, New York Times, pick your poison. They all said the same thing. Collusion with Russia, Russia. We got the four-year, we know, I don't want to rehash it all because we know how it played out. There was nothing there. It was all BS. That's how it played out. But it didn't stop them from using it because they were lying. Now here's CNN, and I want you to understand They are burying the lead in this, and they're doing it for a reason. I want you to hear CNN as they talk about... Now, the other day, Joe Biden flippantly referred to Putin as a killer, okay? Now, that's reckless as hell to do that, talk about a world leader, especially one uh, that is supposedly as dangerous as Putin is. And given all the fuss about Putin over the last four and a half years, I would think that he'd be a man you wouldn't want to call a killer uh, just right out of the gate before you even really establish diplomatic ties with the new administration, but that's just my common sense thinking. So I'll shut up and let CNN tell you how it really went down. This is CNN shilling for Biden uh, and distorting the story. Go. 
Right, happening now, the U.S. relationship with Russia in a place it hasn't been in in decades. President Biden called Vladimir Putin a killer. Russia recalled its ambassador. Then Putin either physically threatened Biden or staged a Trumpian attack on his acuity, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. CNN's Matthew Chance live in Moscow with the new twist this morning, Matthew. But of course, we've seen an extremely angry response uh, from uh, the Russians uh, over the past couple of days since the remarks by President Biden uh, that Vladimir Putin uh, was a killer. Um, uh, President, President Putin here in Russia uh, yesterday is saying that he wishes um, President Biden good health. That was essentially the, the summation of his uh, response <laughs> to, uh, to, that, to that comment. He said he meant that without joking, without any kind of joking, without any kind of irony. That's been interpreted by, in some quarters, as a kind of threat to Biden. This is a man, remember, that, that you know, silences his critics or is accused of doing that, um, at least. But I, I think it was more like playing into this whole situation at the moment on Russian state media, which is trying to cast President Biden as mentally frail, as too old to hold this position. That's been backed up uh, by another senior Russian official here, in fact, the former president and former prime minister, Dmitry Medvedev. And he went on state media yesterday and said, look, I met with the incumbent U.S. President Joe Biden. He did that in 2011 at various events. He gave the impression of being a reasonable person then. However, it seems that time hasn't been kind to him. I can only quote Freud, he goes on. Nothing is life is in life is more expensive than illness and stupidity. And so um, that was the former president, the former prime minister, Dmitry Medvedev, saying that. And it's sort of talking again to this whole kind of idea that's being perpetuated through the Russian media that the, the comments that Joe Biden made about President Putin were you know, impacted by his mental capabilities. It is stunning how closely, once okay. again, Russian propaganda lines up with... There you go. You see, now, is that is that still playing? Let it play. I thought, is that still the same clip? I think you're right. Okay, no, 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 that's a different one. All right, now here's the point here, folks. Did you hear, I think it was John, I forget the hell the guy's name. It doesn't really matter. Nobody watches CNN, least of all me, but I did hear it. And whoever that cat is says something that's very funny. He goes, a very Trumpian attack. You see, what, 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 what Biden did was call Vladimir Putin a killer. That's going to get a response every time, and it did. Russia immediately recalled their ambassador. That's a pretty darn big step. You know what? They never did that with Trump, did they? But Trump did, if you'll recall, boot a few of their ambassadors out of, out of the U.S. So it's a completely different thing. So when Trump kicks out Russians and when Trump penalizes Russians, he's in Putin's pocket. But when Putin calls, basically says, I wish him the best of health, we all know what Putin meant. He is a frail old man. Did you see him stumble up the stairs, what, an hour ago? He is a frail old man. He is an empty vessel. He is a sock puppet. We all know this. But CNN ties it back to Trump. It's Trumpian of Putin. So therefore, Joe comes across as the good guy. We all know. This is why CNN is losing. You know, CNN has lost over a million viewers every week. Since Joe Biden assumed office. Every single week, they're, they're shedding an extra million. It's ridiculous. But the media doesn't just do this on CNN. They're also guilty of it on MSNBC. Julian Castro, now this is a completely different subject, but get this. Julian Castro is on with Joy Reid. Now, Joy Reid, you should know, is a bigot. Joy Reid, you should know, 
posted some very homophobic remarks on her Twitter feed years ago. Remember this, a few years ago, and she tried to say that her feed had been hacked. Of course, it hadn't been hacked. But she was covered. She's in the protected class now. She's a left-wing journalist, a woman of color, and she toes the party line, so she's good. She gets, she gets off. So Julian Castro was on with Joy Reid day before yesterday on MSNBC. Listen to the way they talk about the border. Now, this is not an overly long clip, uh, but um, I don't want to interrupt it because we'd have to start it all over again. But uh, listen to the way they talk. And bear in mind, they're talking about the United States of America here. Go. Uh, I don't consider this a crisis. I agree that it is a challenge. It is something that uh, can be effectively managed and that the administration is effectively managing. Well, you know, what, 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 of course, the right does, they're sort of back in uh, sort of, you know, their kind of default mode, which is to portray these people as, you know, potentially terrorists. You heard Lindsey Graham basically say these children are going to grow up to be terrorists, um, to do the brown scare, to say that Democrats just want to add more brown people because they know if they become citizens, they'll vote for Democrats. Like all of the things that they use to gin up their base of mainly white Americans who, white working class <laughs> Americans who, you know, fear that their jobs are all going to be taken by these people who are, I mean, they're, they're doing what they normally do. I want to play just a little bit of a, a Fox News uh, reporter asking Jen Psaki some questions. Take a listen. Is there a limit or a cap to the number of unaccompanied minors that are going to be allowed into the U.S.? Uh, a limit or a cap? Should, so should we send some kids who are 10 back at a certain point? Is that what you're asking me? I'm, I'm not setting the policy here. I'm just asking you what the Biden administration's policy is. Our policy continues to be we're not going to send a 10-year-old back across the border. That was the policy of the last administration. That's not our policy here. And, you know, there's a poll out today. Reuters has a poll saying 22% of Republicans said in a poll this month they consider immigration to be the most important problem, up from 7%. Okay, I mean, I've heard enough of this kind of the same thing. You see what they're, you see what Joy Reid's doing, and Julian Castro goes right along with her. If you oppose a wide open border, you're a racist. You're afraid of brown people, because we we live in a systemically racist country, don't you know? That's why so many brown people are flocking to get here because we're all a bunch of racists. But that's what Joy Reid and Julian Castro would have you believe. So they on their on their from their position, you're being un you're being unsympathetic to these people. You're not thinking. So it's sympathetic to allow drug cartels to use these kids as drug mules. It's sympathetic for sex rings, uh, by the way, who are making money hand over fist since Biden took office. It's sympathetic to allow them to exploit these kids. What What Joe Biden is doing is saying, come one, come all. I don't care how you get here. Has nothing to do with the color of their skin. Why are they only kids that are being permitted? They say, oh, they're parents. They're such loving parents. Would you send your kid on a 1,700-mile journey through multiple countries if you knew the chances of him or her getting raped, murdered, abused were probably astronomical and are astronomical? They say at least one-third of all the kids that makes that trek uh, is in some way molested. Some of them end up dead in the desert. But that is sympathy, you understand. And we, the American people, are racist for pointing out some of these facts. Do I think that the Democrat Party wants to use these as future voter uh, voter base? Of course I do. But that's not why 
I want them to secure the border. I want them to secure the border to stop these kids from getting raped, to stop drugs from crossing our border, to have ourselves a sense of national sovereignty here. The first rule of government is to protect our borders. They are flagrantly ignoring it. And then when you point it out, you're a racist. That's the way they work. Racism and the race card is the most, this is why I am so proud of this network. Not black, not white, American. But that is, you can't go, they, they don't believe in a colorblind society, for God's sakes. Color, ethnicity, sexual orientation, sexual gender, sexual identification, use of proper pronouns. This is all stuff that they prop up because it's a great way to divide people. And that's what they're doing. And they do it on everything. They do it on the border. They do it on climate change. They do it on the minimum wage. They do it on the vaccines. They do it on school openings. Everything is racial. Everything is racist. Everything is a, uh, is some kind of a phobe or an ism with the left. I'll prove it to you again. Can we go to the next cut? I want you to hear Nicole Wallace. Now, again, we heard about the tragic shooting in Atlanta the other day. The media did not wait five minutes before they tried to portray this as an obvious racial attack they've ignored all the they, they, they have not even bothered to investigate it all they knew was the perp was white he was from georgia and a lot of the victims were asian women ergo he was probably a trump supporter and he hates people of color and that's the way they pitched it without knowing anything now, they've all looked like idiots, but because they report the news, they just won't report the facts. They'll report divisive crap like this, so we're all at each other's throats. Listen to Nicole Wallace discuss the Atlanta shootings. I just keep thinking of that um, domestic terror alert warning that we got um, shortly after the insurrection. It warned us that until, um, I think, the end of April, we'd be living under a heightened threat of domestic violent extremism from a combination of um, white supremacists and militias and extremists who were angry about both the election result because of Donald Trump's big lie, but also the COVID restrictions. And I wonder if you can just speak to the intersection of that group we were warned about publicly and the targeting of Asian Americans. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Currently, as I speak to you today, uh, our nation's capital is surrounded by 12-foot-high razor wire walls, and there are approximately 4,000 armed guys and gals in camo, all holding high-capacity weapons, uh, keeping our senators and our Congress folks safe. Because of these militias and these white-wing uh, radical white supremacist extremists that are, of course, burning cities down everywhere, you, all you have to do is... Well, no, they're not. It's a made-up It's a made up narrative, and it's made up for one reason, to divide us, to keep us at each other's throats. White supremacy sucks. Supremacy sucks. Woke supremacy sucks. But the lie that the media are, are they lie, like I said, they, they do it, they lie like a rug. Doesn't matter what the issue is doesn't matter what the issue is. They can never say we come from a, a pretty damn good country. They just won't go there. Not in the age of Trump. In Trump, everything must be couched in the terms of if you supported him or anything that he believed in, you're a racist. doesn't matter that Donald Trump was never a racist. They've already portrayed him as a racist. Enough people believe it. So now they just carry the, even though Biden is in office now, we still haven't been absolved 
of our racism. Even Jen Psaki, listen to this. This is a spokes idiot. I mean, we went from a brilliant, Kylie McEnany, brilliant spokes uh, uh, press secretary who could address any question. She was always prepared. We went from that to this Jen Psaki, uh, circleback girl. Anyway, listen to her because she's going to play the Atlanta shootings up for what they are absolutely not, just like Nicole Wallace did. Listen. You know, I I think there's no question that uh, some of the damaging rhetoric uh, that we saw uh, during the prior administration, uh, blaming, uh, you know, calling COVID, uh, you know, the Wuhan virus or other things, um, uh, led to, um, you know, um, perceptions of the Asian American community that are inaccurate, unfair. All right, this is... What they're doing here, folks, is absolutely vile. First of all, let me just say this. The virus originated in Wuhan, China. It is a China virus. The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, intentionally lied to the international community about the lethality and the transmission rate and the human-to-human transmission. They intentionally lied about it. They sealed off Wuhan from the rest of China in the very early days. And nobody from Wuhan could travel to Beijing, for example. They couldn't go to Peking. They couldn't go anywhere in China. They were stuck in Wuhan, and they were dropping like flies. But guess what? Those Wuhan folks could fly anywhere they wanted to outside of China. So when we say it was the China virus, you clown, we mean that it was the China virus. Doesn't mean that we we hate people that are Asian, but that's what they want you to think. Now, here's the reality. This guy that shot up these, these massage parlors in Atlanta has a screw loose, apparently. He's been in rehab multiple times for what? Sexual addiction. One of his former roomies, who was in for drug addiction at one of these rehabs, has come out and said, no, he was tormented by it. He was tormented by it. He thought that these massage parlors were a vice that he couldn't quit. So he felt that he needed to do away with them. That's why he was headed back down to Florida. He killed six Asian women, but he also killed a Latino guy. There's another guy that was just walking down the street who I think was a Latino as well. He was shot. He had nothing to do with the with the set, but it had nothing to do with race. But Jen Psaki and the media want you to focus on that. Why? Because Trump... I I mean, I hate to say it. It sounds ridiculous when I I hear myself say it, but that's what they're doing. Jen Psaki, well, if it hadn't been for for the rhetoric of a previous administration, the previous administration that your son, Joe Biden, made millions and billions from, folks, we better wake up and see that you are being, we are all being manipulated here. We are told that Joe Biden, who stumbles upstairs on his way to the Air Force One, is a great president and is duly elected. We're also told that we are all a bunch of racists if we doubt them. We are a systemically racist country. We need to, we, you know what? We need to defund police. That's what we need to do. Let's do that. Now, what's Portland doing? That idiot Wheeler, he's funding police as fast as he can. And the problem is the cops are saying, hey, you know what, buddy? You made your bed, you lit it on fire, now sleep in it because I don't want to work for your damn police department. This is what they do. They destroy everything they touch. And now they're trying to destroy the very civil society that makes up our country. It is a sick, poisonous thing to do. And you know who takes notice of it? 
All of our enemies do. Why do you think Putin came out and said that about Biden? I wish him the best of health. Why do you think Putin challenged him to an on-air debate? Since when would ever Putin challenge Donald Trump to an on-air debate? Never. But he knows he can with Biden. And not only does he do it, but he knows that he'll never be taken up on it. And you know who else figured it out? China. I want you to listen to this. We have, uh, we have uh, Blinken, Tony Blinken. Did you know Tony Blinken is our Secretary of State? Boy, I'll tell you what. He, he's not fit to even shine Mike Pompeo's shoes, this guy, Tony Blinken. But he's over there, and he tries to dress down the CCP. Here's the problem for Tony. The CCP knows that they've got all kinds of crap on not just Joe Biden, but his son. They own him. They've got a lot of dirt on him. So I want you to hear the way the CCP responded in this meeting yesterday to the Biden administration. And your country, listen to what, he, what they say here. Go. China is firmly opposed to U.S. interference in China's internal affairs. We have expressed our staunch opposition to such interference, and we will take firm actions in response. On human rights, we hope that the United States will do better on human rights. China has made steady progress in human rights, and the fact is that there are many problems within the United States regarding human rights, which is admitted by the U.S. itself as well. <laughs> the United States has also said that Countries can't rely on force in today's world to resolve the challenges we face. And it is a failure to use various means to topple the so-called authoritarian states. And the challenges facing the United States in human rights are deep-seated. They did not just emerge over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter. It did not come up only recently. So we do hope that for our two countries, it's important that we manage our respective affairs well instead of deflecting the blame on somebody else in this world. Uh-huh. Wow. If I didn't know better, I'd swear I was just listening to a Joe Biden-Kamala Harris campaign commercial. The problems with, the, with, with, with our domestic issues here are well-known. They're deep-seated. Who's been spouting that crap? for the last four and a half years. The media, the Democrat Party, they've been telling everybody in America that America is systemically racist, our cops are systemically racist, our former president was a flat-out racist, his supporters, racist, homophobes, xenophobes, and now China comes right back and slaps Blinken and slaps Biden and says, hey, you admit it yourselves, your country's got a lot of problems. Black Lives Matter didn't happen overnight. It's systemic. See, this is what I mean. When you rule like this by dividing people up, you may think, oh, I'm, I'm having great effect. Domestically, I'm having great effect. I've got this group hating this group. I've got that group hating that group. All, these groups hate all of those groups, and that, it's working for us. We're getting elected, even though we've got the slimmest majority in the Senate in a century even though we lost bucket loads of seats in the House, they still act as if they have a mandate. And China notices. Putin notices. 
And guess what? Iran notices. We've already been surrendering to Iran. We want to get back in that deal as fast as we can. All I can tell you, folks, is 2022 is a mere several months away, and we better get active. We better get very, very active. I would encourage you to call your congressman because God knows you can't go see them. They're behind razor wire right now and armed troops. So be in touch with your congressional leaders and make damn sure that you go out and plan on voting for this midterm. It's more important than ever. It seems like every election we have these days is this is the most important in our history. Last one truly was, and we're seeing the price we're paying for electing this sock puppet, empty vessel, dementia-addled clown and his, uh, his very activist hard-left VP and the entire administration for that matter. But this election coming up truly is all the marbles because if they get, if they strengthen their majority in the Senate or even hold the Senate and manage to hold the House, I I don't know that we're going to recover as a republic. Elizabeth Warren said yesterday, they don't like it. We think the filibuster rule is, she said, the filibuster rule is based on racism. No, it's not. She doesn't care. The media doesn't ask her about it. It's not based in racism. It goes back to the ancient Greeks, you clown. But it doesn't matter. They're trying to kill the filibuster rule. Why? Because they know they've got this amount of time to ram through everything they want to ram through. So we've got to put up a fight, patriots. And remember, next year, we turn out in droves and we vote against anybody that has a D after their name and some people that have an R after their name. Anyway... Until next week, thank you for joining me. I'm Steve Hook for the Right Hook podcast on the Not Black, Not White American Media Group. Until next time, goodbye. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here at Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.